Let's fucking go! Alright, I don't know why I'm that excited. I shouldn't have that much energy. <laughs> Welcome into another edition of the PHNX D-Backs podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montia. Of course, I am still your mayor of PHNX, despite what Espo has to say. Uh, and this guy next to me, he's backing me up. He's my vice mayor and your thunderstick, Jesse Friedman. Well, we were only live for three and a half hours, so we figured you guys wanted more of Are us. you sick of us yet? So Are you done if, with if us you're yet? Not, if you're not sick. Yeah, if you're here and you watch the entire yeah. watch along, yeah. I'm not quite sure what you're doing you here. You are a but crazy we appreciate person, you. and we fucking love you. Let's go. <laughs> Ryan says D-backs after dark. You know what time it is. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, Max cut me off from the beers, but that doesn't mean that I'm still not here to have a fun time. Uh, and just because... Team USA lost to Team Japan by a score of 3-2 to two tonight in the WBC Championship game. Does not mean that I did not have a great time watching it. Yeah. I had a great time with you chatting. I don't think you and I have ever talked that much during a baseball game to each other. <laughs> We're both very quiet most of the time. We do our little score sheets and we kind of keep to ourselves in the press box. But this was an absolute blast to watch. I mean, this game, you yeah. couldn't have asked for anything more. I, I think you you said it, and I think the one thing, maybe some more lead changes, maybe a little bit more scoring, but this was it, man. This was beautiful. And uh yeah, I, I, I can't I, I can't say much more other than tipping my cap to Team Japan on the win. Yeah, I mean, uh, Team USA grabs the one nothing lead, Trey Turner with the home run. Oh, right? I mean, we were excited. Fifth of the WBC, just insane what he was able to do. It was like his fourth home run in seven at bats. Yeah, just he was just on bonkers, a tear. Yeah. bonkers stuff from from Trey Turner in in this entire tournament, really. Uh, but yeah, Team Japan comes back in the bottom of the second inning, gets our guy Merrill Kelly for a couple of runs there, and uh, yeah, I mean the rest of the way, Team Japan uh, had the lead. So uh, yeah, there wasn't you know there wasn't as much back and forth as we saw last night right. with Team Mexico. Right. I mean that was that was truly an insane baseball game. But it was still, I mean, you, you kind of felt at the edge of your seat a little bit all the way through Absolutely. this one. It was a, a very fun game. And the way that it ended, man, I mean, just just I know we were talking on our on our watch along about like all these crazy hypotheticals yeah. of, you know, uh, Mike Trout hitting a home run <laughs> to tie the game and then Shohei Otani coming back at the bottom of the ninth and hitting a home run of his yeah. own and walking it off or something like that. But uh, still, I mean, you you know, you started this game with Mike Trout. Uh, holding, you know, the Team USA flag and and Shohei Otani uh, with the with the Japan flag, and and the game ended fittingly with Shohei Otani on the mound striking out his teammate. A matchup that we all were excited to see, hope to maybe see at some point in the game, and it came with two outs it, it in the ninth have, inning. It, it, was it was incredible. It was bonkers. It was incredible that it lined up that way. We saw a different side of Shohei Otani, and at a couple of different moments in this game. You guys yeah. all know, just like I do, that Shohei Otani is the most wholesome, adorable baseball player that currently <laughs> exists in Major League Baseball. And, of course, I think the thing that makes that relevant is the fact that he is as good as he is, right? Like, there's, I'm sure, plenty of adorable guys in baseball, but there's something about <laughs> Shohei Otani being so good and having this odd childlike wonderment to his, yeah, to just everything he does, just his persona, the way he carries himself. But we saw... We saw a fired up Shohei in in the bottom of the ninth facing off against Mike Trout. And yeah. we saw it again, uh, if you're watching any of the pregame stuff, when he was delivering his pregame speech to his team. Yeah. Because he was fired up and he was getting them fired up. And I mean, we talk about this guy being this really wholesome, you know, fun baseball player to watch. But uh, 
Yeah, that competitive edge is there, man, and I think he uh, he, he shows it at the right time. Yeah, Otani Otani did in fact give a pregame speech to his teammates before this game. Uh, this is what Shohei Otani said. I believe it's according to Dylan Hernandez. Uh, he said, "Let's stop admiring them." If you admire them, you can't surpass them. We came here to surpass them, to reach the top. For one day, let's throw away our admiration for them and just think about winning. And they did that. I'm they absolutely did. Go. Let's go. <laughs> Derek has been doing live shows for nearly I four hours at this point. I will fucking Shohei right now. Still. Let's go. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Stop admiring them? My God. It's Shohei poetic. Is, it is it's, poetic. It's amazing. It is like, poetic. It how translates can you not get fired to, up hearing that? It translates to English extraordinarily well, too. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, just just incredible what Shohei Otani was able to accomplish, uh, not just in this game, but, but the tournament as a whole. Uh, you could tell, as you were alluding to, he kind of turned it up an extra notch with Chad at the plate. Well, because we talked about that. I've never seen Otani throw the ball as like visibly hard with as much visible effort as I saw him throw the ball in that ninth inning. He bounced a 102 mile an hour for yeah. seed basketball at one yeah. point in that at bat. Uh, but that slider to get the swing and the miss at the end at the the swing and miss at the end of that at bat, that was a, a nasty pitch. I think it was the first breaking pitch that Otani threw that entire at bat. And uh yeah, I mean what a fun, what a fun, crazy way for this game to end. And I mean, we talked about basically what was going to happen when these guys matched up? Yeah, we, we prophesized a bit. We kind of laughed because we thought we might see a little bit more of a jovial uh, attitude between the yeah. two of them. It was nothing but business. Maybe I don't know. You think it would have been a different? It would have been different if it was maybe like the third inning or the fourth inning or like maybe yeah, earlier that's in a the big, game. That's when a big the moment to be, It's a big moment to be all smiles and stuff. In the right? in the ninth like, inning with two outs, I yeah. just think you can't like if you crack a smile or something. It's yeah. just it just doesn't feel like it's the right time. But I, I felt like that's what we were going to see. I, I felt like it was going to be like one of those all star moments where like. Hey, maybe this guy got traded, but he used sure. to be on this team for a long time. Yeah, in the All Star game, you, know? you see that kind of yeah, stuff, right? Yeah. You know, but uh, let's get let's get down to it because honestly, uh, the Team USA they got plenty of hits. They got key hits. There were some amazing moments. Kyle Schwarber's home run at bat was one of the best. At bats I've ever seen incredible. in a high leverage situation. So, so according to Codify, Kyle Schwarber has homered in the World Series. The ALCS, the NLCS, the ALDS, the NLDS, the AL wildcard game, the NL wildcard game, and now the WBC championship game. We talked about it during our during our watch along. That man has hit some high leverage yeah. home runs yeah. over the course of a number of years. I mean, I remember when he came up uh, with the Chicago Cubs uh, during their World Series run. Yeah. He was, you know, obviously a big deal back then. Uh, that was just a a textbook at bat from Kyle Schwarber, uh, just trying to figure out how to time up. You Darvish eventually gets a middle middle four seamer, and that is the exact God. pitch that he was that he was ready and looking for. We 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 said it on on the you know obviously on the watch along, but you know you never see an at bat end that way. You never see some guy literally launching balls, fouling them off into the upper yeah, deck. Yeah, no, the moment and you then hit come a, through with the home run, the moment you, know? you hit a foul home run, it's like yeah, you're grounding out to the shortstop yeah. or you're striking out. Like your your at bat is doomed. But uh, but no, Kyle Schwarber showed us apparently that's not the case. That was Schwarber. That was uh, that was a shot, and and I guess it's just like the Phillies, right? Like Turner hits his bomb. 
and uh, Kyle Schwarber hits his bomb, and that's the only the only offense to speak of for a very stacked yeah. Team USA yeah. lineup. Three Phillies hitting in a row, uh, but the Team USA could not do much. Nine hits, they outhit Team Japan nine to they five. They had base runners. Uh, they had plenty of opportunities, but let's be honest, Team Japan did a much better job of managing this game. When it came to pulling out all the stops and the kind of things that you see in a World Series where a team is willing to do anything, play any pitcher, as long as they're just trying to put their best out there in a in a, in a big situation, that's what Team Japan did tonight. And yeah. Yeah, there was more to it than that. I mean, even the, time, the hits that they got, they were able to steal and, and convert singles into doubles. Do little things that you didn't really see from Team USA or Team USA really attempting. Yeah. It felt like Team USA was just constantly looking for the big explosive inning that never came. It felt like they were constantly looking for the power, for the home run to be there, but not necessarily managing the game in a way where you're trying to score runs in every opportunity. Because again, nine hits. They weren't great with runners in scoring position today. They were not. I mean, neither team was. Team USA was 0 for 7 with runners in scoring position. Team Japan was 0 for 5. Neither team had a hit with runners in scoring position when this was all said and done. But uh, yeah, there were some costly double plays, I guess, on both sides. But especially uh, for Team USA, Mookie Betts, of course, in, in the ninth inning with a man at first, nobody out. You figure you got a shot to put something together there with the big dogs coming up. Uh, but Shohei Otani had other plans, and uh, that man is pretty good at baseball, Derek. <laughs> and it was fun to watch like Team Japan try to manage Shohei Otani because he had to go down to the bullpen yeah. and get warmed up. <laughs> but then his spot came up, uh, you know, to hit, and he had to come running back. And, and are we sure that Otani has to warm up? I don't know. Like, like the man. Are we the sure man he's is, human? Yeah, are we sure he's human. Like, isn't it kind of just him going through the motions, going down there to the bullpen, and you know, throwing throwing a few pitches? I don't know. Maybe maybe next time you just skip that, keep him in the dugout, keep it simple. Uh, but no, the the logistics of getting Shohei Otani in this game was was pretty uh, pretty wild uh, to to watch unfold. Uh, Gabriel says it was like watching the D backs with runners in scoring position too soon, too soon. Gabriel, that's the season I mean, hasn't even started. Gabriel, it's a new come on season. now, come on. Let's can let's get a clean slate here. <laughs> Ryan says biggest baseball would have. If Roman made his appearance in the ninth, uh, for those of you that weren't watching the watch party, uh, I was wearing at some points a dinosaur costume, uh, which we lovingly named Roman. Uh, but Roman couldn't get up uh, for for the end of the game. There, we couldn't get the rally dino uh, going. Uh, there was a there there was trouble with his fan falling out. But uh, you know this happens. This happens sometimes. Sometimes you just you, you can't perform. Uh, when when the pressure is on, oh you know? gosh, I'm not going to go into the average <laughs> just yet. But you guys table that one and keep it for later. Uh, Team Japan did have an incredible journey, though. Looking at the World Baseball Classic uh, uh, bracket here, you'll see that Team Japan just. Uh, I mean, they, they it's not like they had a very difficult journey as much as they had. You know, the do we have that graphic, Damon? Um, Team Japan just. Uh, honestly, this they, they kind of had a route to to this point. Like the 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 game though against Mexico was probably their toughest effort, and I, I feel like they were riding high on the momentum from from that situation. It's hard not to when your team comes back in the fashion that they did. Yeah, uh, to, to steal that one late. Yeah, I mean, just looking at, at kind of their path to get here was beating uh, beating Team Italy nine to three. 
Uh, that sent a few few Diamondbacks uh, home packing. Oh yeah, they 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 sent Diamondbacks packing along the whole way. That's yeah, they did. What they did. Other yeah, they, they knocked record. out the the two Dominics and Mitchell Stumpo, oh, and then man. they knocked out Alec Thomas, and they knocked out Merrill Kelly yep. uh, in this one today. But yeah, Team Japan has won three out of the five World Baseball Classics. Which is pretty crazy. Yeah, only been five. Team Japan's come on top three times. I think we dominant. We kind of underestimated them, didn't we? Like, we did. if you we brought them up, but we brought we them mo- up. We mostly focused on the Dominican Republic and Team USA, which is, I mean, understandable. understandable. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, looking at those rosters, it was hard not to pick one of Team USA or or uh, the Dominican Republic. But yeah, I think a lot of us just don't know the names of a lot of these guys. Like, yeah. looking at the Japan lineup today, right. it was like, all right, there's Lars Newbar, there's Shohei Otani, there's uh, Masataka Yoshida. I yeah. know that name. He just signed with the Red Sox. And it's a and bunch of nobodies. Well, and nobodies to us. To right? us, But like exactly. you said, they are, they are uh, an accomplished team of all-stars from their league in Japan. And honestly, Japan has a very competitive baseball league. One, like, you're you're never going to get anybody to say any league in the world is better than Major League Baseball, but yeah, Japan, Korea, they have leagues that are very close as far as the competition level to uh to to Major League Baseball. Jesse said like four A versus like you know triple A. It's like four A, right? So it's it's like right there in between the top of the minors and and the Major League level. It's not that far off. These guys come to play. They come to win. They have pride. I think that there is something to be said about a team of all-stars like Team USA not coming with that same fire and not wanting to like they, they were kind of like a favorite in a way and they didn't they didn't have the same to prove that a team like Team Japan did. And honestly, it's like us not really picking them or talking about them. The yeah. fucking audacity when they've won two out of the last four and now they've won three out of the last five. Team Japan should have always been in the conversation. The thing that I am the most excited about is that Japan was watching and they were excited. Yeah. Right. We talked about how in the, we'll, we'll get the numbers for this, you know, championship game, but nine over 93% of, of Japanese households were watching the matchup against Mexico. Like, yeah, that's incredible. When you think about that level of that level of interest, that level of participation by their country and, and their fans wanting to watch them in this tournament, and I mean, honestly, right now we we can't really relate to that. We're not the the level of interest here in the United States is not nearly as high as, as that level in Japan. I do think that it's grown a lot, though. It like I think has. this World Baseball Classic is just felt different than the ones in years past. I don't know exactly what to attribute that to necessarily. I guess uh, it's the team, star power, the star power, a little star more star power, power in, in some of these rosters. And uh, and they promoted this one better. I mean, like, I yeah, think part I think of it so. is it, this happened here at Chase Field. So there was a little bit more attention on Arizona specifically, considering it was just two cities out of the United States that were involved in this tournament. But I think there's something to be said about the star power and how yeah. exciting these rosters made watching this tournament. They also did a much better job of promoting it. Yeah. In the past, the one thing I heard from people is that they didn't even know this thing was happening. They had no clue what was even going on. Ryan H in the comments is growing the game. That's it, man. I mean, not only is it growing the game, especially in countries where this game isn't very popular right now or really well known. Great Britain, you know, the Czech Republic. There are areas in this in this world that this game is growing and this World Baseball Classic 
is imperative in that growth. Yeah. But you also have the fact that guys like Mike Trout are going to go back to their teams and they're going to tell their teammates, they're going to tell their coaches, it's they're going to tell staff that this was one of the greatest experiences of their lives. Yeah. And it's just going to increase the excitement level and participation of big stars and, and high caliber, you know, names that make this tournament even more exciting in the future. Right. Yeah. We, I mean, we've seen uh, one of the the fun things about social media is it's kind of easy to track like how many views things are getting. Um, and something I've seen time and time again is that some of the highlights of the World Baseball Classic have more views on social media. I think it's specifically Twitter that I'm referring to um, than any of the World Series highlights from last year, which the World Series, that's supposed to be the big baseball thing right it has the world has has world in it right world. just like world baseball world. classic yeah. um but i think it's pretty obvious that uh this just has more of an international appeal it just brings more people in uh not just in the u.s but around the world and uh yeah i mean i think i think uh, the wbc i mean this was this was just awesome like just as a baseball fan in general like you can't come away from that game no matter who you're rooting for, frankly, and not be smiling at like what you just saw and, and what you've seen over these last two weeks. This has been a lot like it's crazy to me that the WVC has only been going on for two weeks. Like we've seen so many incredible I things you, in yeah. that span of time. Mostly it's been David Peralta fucking with Eduardo Escobar about his fear of cats. Right. And even right. that. That was probably the biggest delightful. thing. That, that oh, my happened. God. Yeah. The reunion of those two guys. <laughs> get out of here. But it, there's so much more like that, not to mention the fact that you're just going to have this continue, right? Guys that are on this year's team in four years will be on the team again, potentially, right? Yeah. I mean, it's not something that's going to slow down. And I I don't know. The one big topic, obviously, that came up is the injuries, right? And, of course, there were injuries to big names and yeah. major injuries, right? Well, Tuve won, especially. That, Jose that one really, Tuve, that one really sucks, Edwin Diaz yeah. is really, really devastating. Look at what the Arizona Diamondbacks have gone through in the last week. Yeah. <laughs> just the last week. Just in spring training. None of those guys were in the World Baseball Classic. They were just playing stupid-ass spring training games that don't really matter. Both of our catchers got plunked and injured. We had we have two relief pitchers that were pretty much guaranteed to be a part of this bullpen that now will miss a lot of time, including one guy missing the entire season and one guy not being back until the All-Star break. Yeah. this These injuries are going to happen. They're going to happen for no reason at all. You're never going to make sense of them. And it's really going to be hard if you start, you know, pinpointing that they happened because the guy was participating in, you know, this tournament. Who knows? Maybe Edwin Diaz injures himself in a spring training game. And then what? Are you going to fucking say you want to cancel spring training and not do that anymore? Or well, not have big some, names some canceling people would, in that? Some people would say yeah, that. The right. <laughs> D-backs would say, yeah, I let's get the heck out let's of here out of with spring here. training. Let's start playing some games that actually count. Yeah. Well, uh, not to be too much of a downer, but we do have one uh, elephant in the room to address. And that would be Merrill Kelly's performance tonight as the starting pitcher for Team USA. Not thrilled about the night Merrill had. I know for sure he's not thrilled about it. He went yeah. one and a third innings pitch, gave up three hits, two earned runs, walked two, struck out one. Uh, it's wild because it f the the line isn't terrible aside uh, from that one point one innings. Right, it's pretty the, bad. <laughs> the one point one innings part makes the rest yeah. of it bad. Right. Yeah. Um, right. Right. But but uh, 
it all it felt like he gave up. It might as well have been nine runs. Like that's just what it felt like because yeah, he he after looking really good in the first. He just couldn't get things back on track in the second. Yeah, he did look good in the first. Uh, he, he kind of pitched around Shohei Otani. He was certainly careful with him. But other than that, we were impressed. He was he was dotting the corners. His velo was up a little bit. Things looked really good for Merrill Kelly early on in this game. And then, yeah, the second inning, it just the command just wasn't there for him. I thought the stuff looked pretty good throughout, yeah, but it was the command. He just couldn't get his four seamer in the spots that he wanted, and eventually was just kind of throwing all fastballs and. Uh, got knocked around a little bit. So, yeah, you really feel for Merrill. Um, I know that that game against Columbia didn't go the way that he wanted, even though Team USA was able to pick him up and win that game. Uh, but this one also didn't go the way that he wanted. And uh, nobody's blaming this loss on him solely, right? I mean, Team USA only scored two runs. It's going to be hard to win any game yeah. when you're only scoring two point. runs. But, uh, but yeah, it wasn't the outing that I know Merrill really wanted to have. And that sucks because Merrill is a good starting pitcher. Like I like I think if you put Merrill in the NPB for a full season, he's probably one of the best pitchers in that league. Uh he just unfortunately didn't have it in this one tonight. Well, this brings me no joy to do this at all, but You going to do it? We got to do what we got to do around here, and we are going to give Merrill Kelly our OG's performance to forget. And when you have a tough night, uh, you have a, a night you want to just shake off. You want to not, you know, we were asked about how do we get out of a slump, right? Yeah. You you, you do it by forgetting the, what happened. You, you just move past it, right? Uh, you want to learn your lessons. Yes, of course, you want to learn your lessons. But uh, if you want to not feel pain or sadness or, I I guess, thoughts, uh, you should try our friends at OGs. They have a wide variety of doses and strains. Uh, depending on the size of your problem and how much you want to forget, uh, that you can check out. Of course, they also have a wide variety of flavors. They have their Aquaberry Sleep Edition Gummy, which is absolutely outstanding if you need to get yourself a good night's sleep. So make sure to check out our friends at OG's. They have their new Strawberries and Cream Edition, of course, that we've been talking about for a while that's hitting the hitting the, hitting the streets now. So make sure to check out your local dispensary. Uh, and, of course, uh Tell our friends at OGs we said hi. We love them so much. Um, and, of course, uh, here's the thing. Uh, the OGs new strawberries and cream Happy Balance gummies are live on the shelves. And always, like I said, you can find them at your dispensary by checking out OGsBrands.com. Must be 21 or over to enjoy and enjoy responsibly. Also, uh, shout out to our friends Four Peaks that basically sponsored me throughout our uh, three-hour-plus yeah. watch party. Um, <laughs> they were big contributors to this They were evening, big contributors. Sure. Yeah, we need a beer counter <laughs> next time to be up there at the top. But, of course, uh, you can go to their 8th Street Pub and check out all their wonderful food and offerings that they have. They have a wide variety of beers uh, for you to check out. They also have their spring training tours all throughout the month of March. Not a lot of time to check that out, but make sure to do so. Check out how they make the beer. Check out the ghosts. Check out how the ghosts make the beer over at the 8th Street Pub. And more importantly... They are excited about Arizona Cardinals football. New coach, new GM, and the Cardinals have the third pick in the draft. It's a big opportunity for our team and the best place to take in this pivotal moment. And the rest of the NFL draft is on April 27th at the Four Peaks 8th Street Pub. Must be 21 years or older to enjoy their beer and enjoy responsibly. Uh, we have, we look, we've been, we've, been on, we've been on air for a long time. So we know, we, we know you guys true. are probably done looking at us, but we have some quick updates for you. Before we move on, uh, and of course, the biggest one when it comes to the Arizona Diamondbacks is that Carson Kelly, 
uh, is going to be gone for a little bit of time. And when yeah. I say a little bit of time, I actually mean a lot of time. Uh, per Tori Lavolo, Kelly has a fractured ulna in his right forearm, and no timetable is currently set for his return. It's tough, man. Uh, I, I We talked about it yesterday uh, when I interviewed Carson after the incident in the clubhouse um, yesterday at Camelback Ranch. He was concerned about it. You could just, you could tell. Uh, he said his level of concern was not minimal. Um, and sure enough, today you get the bad news, the x-ray results. He does have a fracture in his right forearm. Um, we don't know exactly. There's there's no exact timetable at this point. Uh, but yeah, Carson Kelly's definitely not going to be ready by opening day. And you're probably looking at May. I would be kind of surprised if Carson Kelly uh, came back in, in April at all. So this changes things for the Diamondbacks, Derek. This is a pretty pretty big deal for yeah, them. Uh, the guy that, that was going to get the majority of the reps at catcher is not going to be available for, you know, probably a month or two. And I think Gabby Moreno is, is the name on everyone's minds. He's going to be the guy who's, who's going to have to step up. Uh, per the Reno orthopedic center, uh, Ooh. the, uh, a, a fractured ulna takes an average of three to six months to completely heal. But by the six week point, patients are extremely comfortable and usually able to resume full activities such as manual labor, sports, and other things. Uh, but it's still going to take a long time for Carson Kelly yeah. to get fully healed. And especially with the Diamondbacks, I don't know how quick they're going to – like the, they, they're usually pretty precautious about this kind of thing. There's not going to be any rush to get Carson Kelly back. So yeah. they could potentially lose him for a while. But Tori did comment about when Carson could return and how tough this injury is for him. There is no time frame. We're still gathering information. Um, what it does mean is there, uh, you know, there's an opportunity for somebody for the next several days to go out and do their job um, to the best of their ability and and show us what they they can do. We got to evaluate the next level of player to get in that situation to go out and help us win baseball games. But as far as Carson, um, he's battled a ton of injury. Uh, you get to a certain point with with your athletes and they're like your kids that when you have to continue to, to um, watch them um, work through these moments and get frustrated and, and they get healthy and then they have to do it all over again, it's tough. It's very tough, but he'll, he'll absorb it. He's got some time to sit back and heal. And when he does, he's going to help us win baseball games. I think the biggest question this brings up is obviously we know that the Diamondbacks traded this offseason for Gabriel Moreno. The, yeah. you know, and, and obviously we know he's a very good young catcher that – can step into this role, but do you think that this is actually going to lead to more reps for Gabby, or do you think this is just going to essentially lead to like Jose Herrera coming in and taking over yeah. potentially as the full-time catcher in more of Carson Kelly's role rather than Gabby seeing any kind of increased yeah. or increased time behind the plate? I think it was probably, I mean, you were probably looking at like a 60-40 split between Carson Kelly and, and Gabby Moreno. Okay. Um, so, I, you know, even if Jose Herrera just comes in and fills Carson Kelly's role, I don't think he's, you know, Jose Herrera is playing 90% of the games or anything like that. Gotcha. Um, he does have the relationship with the catchers. Like we talked about yeah. in the past, the Madison Bumgarner likes working with Jose Herrera quite a bit. So yeah. he does have that experience with the staff already. Technically, yeah. I mean, the, the, and we'll play a clip on this in a second. The Diamondbacks haven't officially made Jose Herrera a member of the team. Like, I think he's ah. still technically competing for a spot. He's had a really rough spring training offensively. Yeah. That's not what Jose Herrera is 
there for at the end of the day. He's there because of what he brings defensively and what you just talked about, the relationships that he uh, established last year with some of the starting pitchers. I do think that has a lot of value. Uh, the other thing with Moreno is that he has actually never started more than, I believe, it's 67 games at catcher in a season. Uh, he's had a, a couple of injury issues in the minors that have popped up over the last few years that have kept Moreno from playing like that full-on season and being ready for a full workload as a primary catcher in the big league. So with that said, I don't think the Diamondbacks are going to come out you know, even if they even if they love Moreno and want to use him to the very fullest that they can, I don't think that they're going to come out and use him to catch 120 games. He's never caught more than than 67 in, in a season before. That happened last year, so they're they're probably going to have to go with. You know, I I would think that Moreno would still get the majority of the reps back there over Jose Herrera, but it's not going to be Moreno 80% and and Herrera 20%. It's probably a little bit more balanced than that, just given Moreno's limitations and and, and his workload that he's had in the past. Uh, Well, like you said, Tori did talk about uh, Gabriel Moreno's uh, workload and and how that could be impacted by this uh, injury to Carson Kelly. Um, he's a very talented player, no doubt about it. Um, we we liked the 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 combination. Um, if it was going to fall on Carson and and Gabby, we liked that combination for an assortment of reasons. But still, we were gonna, we were trying to make that decision as to as to who was going to be the backup to Carson. Um, you know, eliminating that, uh, eliminating Carson throws us into a, a totally different genre. We're trying to figure out that exact. Answer and those are discussions that we're having. Um, you said that we're easing them into it. That might not be a possibility. So we haven't we haven't yet come up with any any secondary plans. But we're talking about several things. We just need to survive spring training at this point because yeah. holy shit, <laughs> we were talking about how deep this team was, Jesse, and I feel like that that was like a curse because holy, you know that that depth is being tested, and it yeah. seems like it's going to be tested early and often this season when it comes to injuries with this team. The other thing I want to say about Carson is is just this this poor guy, man. Like Carson Kelly is at a feels like every year Carson yeah. Kelly winds up out for two months. Yeah. Yeah. Usually it happens in the middle of the year. This year it's happening at the beginning of the year. Uh, but it's just like he has to do his sixty days on the injured list every year in order in order to get by. Uh, he had a I don't know if you would call it super similar. He had a, a wrist injury, fractured his wrist yeah, back fr- in twenty twenty one. It was because he got hit by a pitch. Yeah, I think right? it was because he got hit yeah. by a pitch. So not not the same bone, but, uh, but fairly similar fairly circumstances similar. Yeah. back then. And then uh, 2022, injury. the oblique, yeah, the toe also in 2021. Was, 2021 was the season that he was doing really well. And every yeah. time he started getting on a tear, a fucking injury would end it. And it was right. it was so frustrating to watch for him. You know, Carson's such a great guy, too. He handles this with all such, with such grace. You know, like he, yeah. he like I would not have sat there and talked to you jabronis about my arm with a fractured ulna like he was sitting there demonstrating to you with his with with his one arm wrapped up with his like on the other good arm like my god man the amount of you know of of patience that this guy has at times considering the injuries he's gone through uh he's he's a saint but he he's also a very good baseball player that it really just sucks to see limited by injuries this often and and as you heard there from tori uh, it sounds like that it might not be possible for the Diamondbacks to slow play Gabby Moreno as they were 
uh, as they were planning to. Tori is kind of acknowledging like, yeah, we were planning to kind of ease him in a little bit. Now we we can't really do that. Like Moreno is is definitely going to make the opening day roster. I think we can pretty much say that at this point. And he's going to get, I think, the lion's share of the opportunity at catcher when yeah. the Diamondbacks weren't really planning to do this. Uh, it will be interesting how this affects pitchers. Uh, I mean, you know, you're going to have a lot of a lot of pitchers uh, with the Diamondbacks who have not had much opportunity to work with Gabby Moreno yet. So, you know, there might be some some early kinks there to work through and, and try to figure out as the season progresses. But yeah, I mean, Moreno is, you know, was great last year in Toronto and the 70 plate appearances or whatever it was. And uh, there's nothing good about this situation, but I think there are people who are excited yeah. about what can Moreno do yeah, right. given that opportunity. Nobody was wanting Gabriel Moreno to win the the majority of the starts this way, right? Like yeah. nobody wanted to see Carson Kelly lost. Um, but at the same time, too, it's kind of like what we've talked about with the young pitching staff and other situations, and that's happening around this team as well. We talked about the bullpen. Those opportunities now are up for grabs when it comes to somebody potentially not on the roster earning that spot. Same thing now when it comes to catching. Really, it's Gabriel Moreno's job to lose, right? If we see Jose yeah. Herrera uh, maybe as the opening day catcher and then get the lion's share of the work, maybe that just shows Moreno still isn't ready or at least not ready in the assessment of Tori Lobolo and his staff. But um, I don't think that they have much of an op- – I don't think they have much of a choice, right? And luckily, they traded for an incredible young catcher – that is absolutely part of the the timeline and the core yeah. with the rest of this team. So even if it's a trial by fire, even if it, he makes mistakes and has some growing pains, at least Probably Moreno okay. is going to get that opportunity to play baseball. Yeah, you know. And could you imagine if the Diamondbacks didn't trade for Gabby no, Moreno? I couldn't <laughs> because Dalton Varsho would be back behind the plate most likely. Yeah. Even even if they didn't want it, like just that's because a, that's of necessity, a good point. You right? know, I mean, unless you were going to go. Jose Herrera and and Ollie Sanchez or Jose Herrera and PJ Higgins. PJ Higgins. I mean, maybe they would have played has the been having a good spring. You know, he has. I don't he's know. Still not ready. Yeah, and and I think he, I think he's more of an offensive minded catcher. Sure. I don't know if the Diamondbacks view him as right. You know, like the ideal backstop to be to be you know receiving and, and working with their pitchers. And, and you're whatnot. not going to bring somebody like that in when Gabriel. That's not your concern with Moreno. Your concern yeah. with Moreno is his relationship with the. The pitching staff, right? Like you said, the experience there, and uh, I don't. Patrick Lyon, that Patrick Lyon's floating head entered our chat, <laughs> and it's it's I, I can't even think, right? Like I mean, I've been doing. We've been on for four hours, Patrick. I don't even know how to deal with this. But he asked, "Will Team USA ever let another D back or Rocky play with them?" Uh, Probably not, but I don't know. We'll see. It's all on. It's all on Merrill Kelly and Kyle Freeland yeah. tonight. It's, so. it's will. It's will Team USA let us back on? I get what you're saying there. It's not the other way around. Will the D backs let someone come onto the team? You also though? like. You also hate it because I know that uh, Merrill Kelly took a little bit of flack. I I didn't see a ton of this necessarily, there but I'm sure there were people who are like, "Who on earth is this guy? Like, it was why worse is than he that, Jesse. starting in the Let's, yeah?" It was, they it was, we already words. won the silver medal is what the answer was to Merrill Kelly being the starting And pitcher. to that I say, like, it's not like the starting rotation of Team USA was especially stacked, right? Like, it's not like That's you had, issue. you didn't yeah. have Jacob deGrom waiting in the wings or you something. You didn't have your so, Shohei Otani ready to no. go. Right? I think, I think honestly, Merrill Kelly 
might have been the best starting pitcher of the group, or at least one of them. I guess Adam Wainwright I don't, still had a really I, good year last year. I don't hang a three-two loss on the pitching staff. I really don't. Yeah, I don't. It's a good. It's a good way of looking. I mean, at it. I know that baseball games are close, and I know that they can be close, but with a lineup that consisted of Mike Trout, yeah. Mookie Betts, uh, JT Real Muto, uh, Kyle Schwarber, like those guys, Trey Goldschmidt, Turner, they, 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 these guys, Goldschmidt. Goldschmidt, Tim Anderson, Jeff yeah. McNeil, yeah, Don't crazy. Mean. Anyway, uh, again, congratulations to Team Japan. Uh, not great for Diamondbacks, but you guys are going to get to see plenty of Gabby Moreno this year. So, yeah, if you want to, I am see a silver, I mean, I am. silver lining, right? Is yeah. that we were going to see lots of Moreno. The man uh, can hit yeah. uh, spring training. Take it with a grain of salt, but the man has been knocking the cover off the ball really in spring training. Good. So, yeah. there's a lot to be excited about. Uh, even though it comes in in a really unfortunate situation. Yeah. We thank Patrick for being here, and we thank all of you for being here on the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. If you haven't done so already, make sure to subscribe. Uh, we've never been here this late when the cleaning person came through to uh, <laughs> clean up after us while we're still doing the show. Uh, but prepare for plenty of those nights this season because we're going to be doing more post-series shows this year as well as our uh, – Game of the week, which we might be doing some more watch alongs just like this. So yeah. we hope you guys liked it. We thank you so much for being here, for joining us for the watch along, for sticking around for this post game show. We appreciate you guys. Make sure to subscribe to the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. Sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss whenever we go live. Leave us a thumbs up because we are both exhausted and it's the only thing that's going to power us through this final segment. Uh, <laughs> hour five is going to be awesome. Hour five is going to be. We're going to lose our minds in hour five. I'm but. ready. I'm ready for one more. Yeah. Are, yeah are let's you ready, go. Derek? Let's. I'm we, fucking. We, I was. I'm not. I was born ready, Jesse. I don't get ready. Up. I fucking stay ready. Should is we what just pull an all nighter? Yeah. Let's just keep going until tomorrow morning. Twenty four hour let's stream. Just knock it out. I got ad reads for days, son. Uh, but. Speaking of ad reads, make sure if you're listening to us on your favorite audio podcasting app, you subscribe to us there if you haven't done so already. Leave us a review. We thank you for it. And grab yourself a PHNX Diehards membership over at gophnx.com. It is the best way to spend your money. Let's be honest. Not only do you get a free piece of merch from the phnxlocker.com and all future purchases are 20% off, but you get members-only merch. You get members-only invites to events, members-only discounts with our partners, so much more. You get access to all of the newsletters from people like Jesse Friedman and all the other wonderful writers around this place. You also get uh, access to our members-only Discord, which is the best place to be an Arizona sports fan. So sign up today for a membership over at gophnx.com and become part of our family. Speaking of our family, uh, one of our family members here from the minor league system for the Arizona Diamondbacks has tossed uh, has tossed uh, their hat, if you would, in the ring uh, for, best, for discussion of best minor league logo. Now, we have already given a shout out to our friends from the Amarillo Sod Poodles, a.k.a. the Calf Rise, for their very naughty uh, new alternative <laughs> identity, which I like very much so. But uh, this next identity is part of the Reno Aces new identity for the Copa de la División, a.k.a. the Fun Cup, Jesse, in Spanish. Oh. Every year, the AAA level does these kind of uh, Latin-inspired or you know Hispanic-inspired themes that go along with their communities. And the Reno Aces will be taking on the identity of the Reno Micheladas. Nice. Big fan. Big fan of the Michelada on a Sunday afternoon. I, I like the I like Dude, the color scheme we got going. This is on a here. nice color scheme. The baby blue with the baby blue is just a fucking S tier. It's a cheat baseball yeah. color, right? Ba I'm very opinionated on this. Baby blue, total cheat code, and the yeah. the lime 
the lime, the lime green. green with the baby accent. blue. Oh, that it's, is beautiful. It's everything. Well, I think everyone just fell in love with the Team Mexico jerseys. Yeah, and no, you're right about that. They didn't have the powder blue, right. but the, the red and green thing, they now, did have that going on. I, I like this logo a lot. I like the idea of a drink in a glass with a baseball bat just ready to bash another fucking drink's face in. Like, I love that. I, don't, I know it's probably it's baseball. It's your kind it's of logo, great. Derek. It's it really definitely is. my kind of logo. But do you know what a Michelada is, Jesse? I don't. Okay, so have you, are you familiar with the Bloody Mary? I am familiar with the Bloody so Mary. So it's basically bloody mary with a beer instead of vodka okay so it's a little bit less it's not gonna it's not gonna get you where you're going as fast but it's more of a a sunday afternoon kind of a drink you know okay. poolside something like that so so the the aces are inviting us out for uh to, to try out these that beverages? is right is that, yes. is that what's happening? yeah i want to be invited to reno just to drink micheladas <laughs> all day long so let's make that happen we'll watch some baseball uh you know what what this means though is the diamondbacks are starting to fall behind their minor league teams when it comes to fire logos. I don't want to put any pressures yeah. on the main club, but they're I don't they can't do this stuff. They can't do this stuff. Look at this fire ass fucking Hillsboro Ops hat I'm wearing right now for I don't America. Know the, I don't think the calf fries would uh would would fly at the major league uh, level. Like, I think they might have some. Give some it a shot there. Give it a shot is all I'm saying. Just give it a shot. Mm, uh, we need know about we, that one. Whatever, that's fine. Uh, maybe maybe I'm not the best person to ask when it comes to this stuff, but uh, I, I'm also not the best person to ask for fantasy baseball advice. By the way, Jesse could definitely attest to mm. that. But baseball season is here. You need your fantasy advice. Go to rotowire.com. That's where you need to go. Our man, uh, Jeff, was incredible Jeff on the Erickson show. Jeff Erickson is this the guy, man. This guy, I've never really, like, sometimes Jesse amazes me with his wealth of, of baseball knowledge. Sometimes. Uh, Evan Thompson, a friend of ours who wrote a book about baseball in the playoffs, incredibly uh, knowledgeable when it comes to baseball. But uh, I think Jeff might take the cake when it comes to this. So make sure to check out Jeff and all of his analysts over at rotowire.com. Uh, they are a pioneer fantasy sports now for over 25 plus years. They have all the cheat codes, the cheat sheets, the customer custom player rankings, everything you need. Uh, let their experts analyze all the wild baseball stats for you and break it down on who is valuable. They also keep you updated on their Twitter account if you follow them on their Twitter account on who is playing every sport all the time. Yeah. So because they have your access to not just great fantasy baseball information, but fantasy advice on everything, including golf. Soccer, NASCAR, na fantasy NASCAR. Don't let my wife know that that exists because she will she will get down on that. Uh, even fantasy <laughs> XFL. So for a limited time, Rotowire is offering a free two day trial to all PHNX listeners. Just go to rotowire.com slash PHNX to register. Absolutely no commitments. They are so confident that you'll like their product and want to invest in a subscription plan that they don't even ask you for a credit card information up front. You Love can just, just put Derek Montia in there if you just want to use a fake name. I don't even think they ask you for that. They just give it to you. <laughs> uh, so take a peek behind the paywall, and when the trial is done, you can decide if a Roto-Wire package is right for you. And, of course, Getting close. If you, you, wanted, you want to do that fantasy do that baseball now. draft yeah. pretty quick here. Yeah, they got uh, mock drafts over time there. Left. So you need to get down on the mock drafts and get yourself ready. But uh, another great, great way to get ready for the baseball season is with GameTime.co. GameTime has you covered for all of your last-minute ticket uh, needs. Now, the we talked people well in the WBC. It absolutely served people well in the WBC, and it'll serve you well all baseball season long. Even right now, we don't have a lot of spring training games. 
I know some of you haven't been out to spring training games. Don't fucking lie to me. I know you haven't been out there. Get out there. You have a lot of time left. You've You're got a week. It's just going to be like the WBC. Like, like I told you beforehand that this is going to be gone in a blink of an eye, and it's gone. Uh, same thing with spring training. It'll be gone before you know it, and you will have missed out on it, and you will wish you have got tickets. And more importantly, you will wish you bought tickets at 60% off over at GameTime.co. Uh, but it's not just that. Of course, all of your concert needs, all of your show needs, everything you need. Get your tickets uh, and save up to 60% on tickets when you buy them last minute. It's for us procrastinators, and we can finally rejoice that a company is catering to us. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. And not just now, all season long. Baseball's here. We want to watch baseball. You want to go out and get those Diamondbacks tickets. The Cleveland Guardians, they had a $49 uh, a month like subscription uh, oh, wow. thing where you can go to every game and stand in like a standing room only section. And uh, you commented huh. that their stadium is very nice for the Guardians. So I was at the uh, All. Well, I guess I wasn't at the All Star Game. I was at the Home Run Derby at Progressive Field back in 2019. Pretty cool place. Yeah. Epic Home Run Derby. 2019 Home Run Derby, one of the best yeah, of all time. Absolutely. I feel very lucky to have been there. But absolutely. the stadium was was genuinely fantastic. So again, for all that stuff, make sure to grab your tickets over at GameTime.co uh, and don't miss out on anything. Anything you want to go see. We appreciate you guys so much for being here. Uh, for those warriors that were here uh, from the start of the World Baseball Classic uh, <laughs> game to right now, you guys God are the real. God bless you. You're the real MVPs, <laughs> that's for sure. But you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Cap underscore Caveman with a K. This maniac next to me is at Jesse N. Friedman. Uh, Damon. I'm getting Damon in on this one. He's a there Damon dog because Damon did an excellent job. Thank you for all of your work tonight. Uh, of course, our show is at PHNX underscore d but all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Got some love being shown from Japan in the chat. Hell yeah, absolutely. Like. And some love back to Japan. It was an incredible series or incredible tournament yeah uh, an incredible championship game that completely capped off this tournament we're sorry that america underestimates you every single yeah, we WBC. will never we will never <laughs> underestimate you again and i uh, appreciate <laughs> if we have all learned our lesson yeah, at this point absolutely. maybe we'll have to <laughs> relearn it in three well, more we'll years see. But... we'll see we'll figure it out but uh on behalf of jesse damon and myself we appreciate you guys so much for joining us tonight uh we thank you as always and remember kids baseball is fun but it's so much more fun when you play against the best in the world.